0: The Bills right the ship with a victory over the Browns and now focus on a Thanksgiving matchup against the Lions. Although the venue remains the same, the opponent is different. Can the Bills double down in Detroit? All that and more coming right your way. This is the Friday Night Forecast.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time coming to rep the East yeah. Buffalo bad with a vengeance
0: We resurrected the team, man, we dangerous Watch for these horns, they lacerate and yeah. cut We don't play no game while we play this game No, I'm playing us nah. You know what it's about, you made me wanna shout They said to take it, now we took another route yeah. Deuces to the drought yeah. Play through all the doubters, finger pointing and laughing The ones that was talking that trash are the same one Circling wagons, we ain't having it Dominate divisions ever since we put the L in it yeah. Knocks the competition out the stadium like hammer fist Stephon Diggs a graven he pays respects uh, to the cornerbacks that can't cover quickness then
2: he catches it yeah. in 1995 to 2020 break the stream. Yeah. check the faith in every season for the team because i believe taught me no matter how many times you're down do not accept defeat feel like number 17. you
0: got me
1: feeling like i'm josh allen
2: yeah
0: what? welcome back bills mafia to you another episode of the like friday night day. forecast josh. on the cold front report i'm your host travis blakeslee thank you for tuning in to this evergreen episode uh we are recording this on a tuesday we'll air on a wednesday uh but before we get started please go ahead please go ahead and show us some love with a like a share and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on all things bills remember you can listen to this show and any other show in podcast form by searching for the cold front report on your favorite audio app tonight i am joined by my co-host cody we got a win we're back in detroit how we feeling
2: uh feeling well enough after a win, an ugly win at that, but hey, a win's a win we move we can butcher it all we want, but hey listen this this team was stuck in the snow for a couple of days, and is just absolutely crazy and something that I've never been a part of, so to have to come out of that situation and and get on a plane and go play a football game, you know there's a little bit of uh leniency, I think.
0: Right, I think you, you, you put a a T on that one for sure. Um, the team only practiced once. Uh, there was a rash of illnesses prior uh, to the snowstorm, and then later on in the week they had that snowstorm, which obviously meant there was no practice. There's questions about getting them to the airport, uh, getting over to Detroit once that was announced. So all things considered, it looked like a team that went through exactly that. And only was able to practice uh, once. So speaking of the game, it wasn't the prettiest, but a win is a win. And I think there's a lot of things that were remedied um, through this victory. A lot of things that was holding this team back, mainly not turning the ball over. And then secondarily, being able to run the ball and run that four-minute offense um, when you're up. We were we were in the same same or similar situations the last two times. Um, the last two weeks, and the bills were unable to do that how did how did you, how were you feeling um in that regards
2: obviously being able to run the football is something that we've been harping on for for weeks now, so that wasn't going to say the least and and uh the other side of being able to actually stop the run and shutting down Nick Chubb, who's arguably the best uh running back in football it was uh it, it was de- definitely you know a step in the right direction um you know where we got better in some things we kind of i don't want to say step back in others but there's plenty of stuff that this team needs to work on um you know the rush defense was great but the pass defense was not um the cornerbacks looked you know i don't want to say slow but probably slow with their eyes not getting their hands up the the rushing offense i mean that was very good, but then the passing offense was not very good. So, you know, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to butcher them. It was a, a slow week, uh, six feet of snow. Shout out to Buffalo. I don't think that anybody probably could deal with it like, like they do. I know New York City down here, we couldn't, we'd couldn't. be shut down for a month. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, more of what we liked and what we didn't like. But, you know, shout out to Buffalo for getting the win on really some of the most extreme circumstances.
0: Yeah, let's let's just stick with the offense. Uh you mentioned the run game. Um Cook had a had his best performance by far. He's looking very confident there, and what is the even more inspiring is that there were long stretches of time where he didn't come off the field. I think early on when they were feeling the game out, um you saw him come in for a pop here and there. But there were some sustained drives where he was getting the workload um, of not only the offensive plays, but all the snaps. So between him and Singletary, uh, we had an actual run game. And uh, I thought a lot of the concepts were indicative of the weakness that we discussed um, about this, you know, not necessarily front four of... um, the Browns defense, but more the interior, the linebackers and the, those defensive tackles.
2: Yeah. Not very good. <laughs> you know, right. and undersized at, least at this point, we can see undersized, not very good. Um, let a lot of good players walk in free agency. We talked about that on Friday and, you know, we're, we've been clamoring for Dorsey to try to make some, you know, some changes to tack weaknesses, you know, I was texting you early in the game, I was it was driving me crazy. I think at the Bills first eighteen plays they only rushed it twice. And I'm and I'm thinking, here we go again. We are unable to, you know, change up our, our, our script that is not working against a team that cannot stop the run and we're just not even gonna try. So as you said, the fact that not only you know did Cook get a lot of burn, but they kept guys in, they let guys get into a room, you know, Going what Deion Dawkins said, this is over a month ago, you know, he said it's it's not that we can't run block, it's that we're not X to. So I I think what you saw here was the offensive line got into a groove, you know, when they know they're gonna be going forward and taking a step back. The running backs got into a groove. And it, it just felt more organic. And, and and you saw the fruits of that. It, they were able to, to both get 86 yards, a couple touchdowns, and Really diversify an offense that was pretty stagnant with the pass game, so you know, love that part. You know, the red zone offense really needs some work. This is the second or third year we're talking about that. Um, I did like that to Knox got a much bigger workload, he he uh tied his pass catch total, you know, for his career, I believe, with seven or eight catches. I'm not quite sure, seven, so seven you know, 70. So, yeah. So, you know, a couple things that we were really asking for, clamoring for, hoping that wouldn't happen, did happen. But again, it didn't look that clean. It didn't look sexy. But, you know, like we said, the short week, traveling to Detroit when you think you're playing at home, um, you know, they showed some guts, they showed heart, and they went out and got a hard-fought W.
0: Um, something that you mentioned about the offensive linemen kind of sparked this thought, but I think almost more importantly than the actual advent of a running game, um, you know, obviously getting yards is very helpful. Um, I think even more importantly to the dynamic of what this offense can be, I think you're slowing down the pass rush when you have a run game like that. So obviously the strength is not the run game for the Bills and it doesn't have to be. But if you're able to put doubt in these pass rushers like a Miles Garrett who, you know, is is at the top of the league at his craft to be able to put uh some hesitancy in his first step by having a successful run game, I think pays dividends. And although Josh Allen still seems a little gun shy and he should um after turning the ball over the last three games, at the rate he has been, I think he may be questioning what he's seeing, and he's not just just letting it rip. Which, you know, it takes a little humility, I think, on his part. And in turn, you saw a lot of those checkdowns, and it wasn't necessarily just a Devin Singletary, but I think they built in Dawson Knox as that release valve, and there was three or four of those short flats that they seemed like identical plays and identical outcomes where. Dawson Knox catches it two or three yards past the line of scrimmage, and then he jets for a first down, you know, 11, 12 yards. So I think all-encompassing, it showed a lot of promise, although they, all the drives didn't end in touchdowns, they still ended in points against an inferior opponent.
2: Yeah, I, you know, when any outside fan, or maybe not particularly a fan of the Buffalo Bills is watching on on primetime, they want to see Josh the ball down the field you know as do we and when that offense is clicking it's really you know it's it's probably the best offense in football but we saw that it was getting kind of stale the last couple of weeks you saw Patrick Peterson come out and really uh rip um geez brain fart here. help me out number two, Gabe Davis. Davis so Patrick Peterson sure really Gabe going. Davis yeah yeah you know it seems kind of predictable. The Bills got kind of predictable. So I have no problem with the the short passing game that we did in the beginning of the year. It's a running game as you helps, you know, try to ground defenses a little bit. They can no longer just, you know, sit back, play the pass. They're going to have to come up the run and that opens everything up that, you know, there's so many, there's so many things that you can do here. Again, another game where McKenzie was not a factor at all. Um, and that the the two point conversion that he went for, I don't know about you, but I mean, why are you taking that so flat? I just,
1: I, I think don't. he just thought he was no, getting no, around the corner and just got laid out.
2: He got destroyed. Yeah. You know, it, it it just there's there's a couple couple things here. I think that the coaching staff really still needs to to you know work out the kinks a little bit.
0: Right. All right, moving on to the defense, a little quick some quick hitters. Um you mentioned Chubb being shut down. The Bills seem pretty good at um keying in, in, in on top-tier running backs. Uh it's not the first time this season. It's not the first time in the Leslie Frazier led defense either. Now, Kareem Hunt had a little bit more success, but to the to the to the, basically, you know, to swing the pendulum back in the other direction, the corners really took a hit. I mean, Jacoby Percet looked like an all pro out there. Um so he was he, he was dropping dimes uh to in his defense, but the corners were getting beat one on one. There's no way there's no way around it. Um they weren't able to make plays on the ball while it was in the air. Uh and although they weren't getting toasted or anything by any means, um they were getting outworked and all three of those cornerbacks or four if you want to count, uh well um Xavier, I mean he wasn't I, I thought he played all right. It was for for the first time we s- were seeing him. Um, I thought I thought he played all right, um, but the other three guys, uh, Johnson included, um, they were getting uh, beat when the ball was in the air, and um, when you're not getting consistent pressure, which we'll talk about after this, you're gonna have to you're putting a lot of pressure on these defenders to be able to get proper leverage, and you know even if they did, they weren't making plays on the ball
2: yeah you said it early in the year this this young secondary looked you know very good but we were getting consistent pressure you know the d line was getting consistent push you know you could see not having greg Rousseau this week definitely it definitely hurt um von miller kind of it looked a little slow to me this week and i don't know if that's again that, you know you're coming out of a crazy week you know, maybe didn't have the legs underneath I mean, them, which kind of worries me a little bit for this upcoming Thursday game. But uh, yeah, if you're getting a home or you're letting any quarterback, I don't care if it's Deshaun Watson or it's Jacoby Brissett, these guys are NFL quarterbacks. You know, if they have three, four sons back there, somebody. And when you have rookies and you know Dane Jackson, third, uh, third-year player, but a seventh-round pick, you know. These things are gonna happen. It just it it scares me if you're playing a much better opponent. You know, you just said the Bills are very good at you know keying on these these big time rubbers, Nick Chubb, um, Derrick Henry. But these te- teams don't have you know number one you know all star wide receiver. You know, if, if the Titans had somebody to throw to. That wasn't over on, on the Eagles right now. Well, that they did. Me, oh. Listen, it was a blowout. What?
0: No, I was saying they did, but you... you what were uh, you going to say? I was going to say exactly what you said.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got rid of him. So, You're right. you know, People's Jones is a good... You know, Amari Cooper, he's good too. And he, you know, he showed out. You know, the Bills like to give up big plays, but how many big plays did we give up this past week? I can't... Over 20 yards? It must have been five, six. I'm not quite sure, but... It it was too many, so, yeah, you got you, you got to figure something out. Either you, you got to get some guys in there. You mentioned Xavier Rhodes. I like when he he uh, when he was on Amari Cooper and he kind of just walked him out of bounds, took him out of the play. You know, the guy was too close on the sideline. It's a savvy vet move. He ran him out of bounds. Yeah. The guy is no longer an eligible receiver. That's the kind of shit we need. You know, you know I'm not going to get into a Trey White de- debate here, but you know there's there's a little bit of Youth back there, and a little too little of experience, you know.
0: Right. Shout out to Demar Hamlin, though, who's uh, continuing be- to be the bright spot uh, in the secondary. A ton of just heady, reactional, instinctual plays um, coming up in the run. He's like a missile, and uh, you know, he's not always going to make that tackle. But I do think the pressure—you know—a lot of times when they screen. Um, there's not much to, to it left in defense because our uh, part, our defensive line is getting too far upfield field, um, which we spoke of in the past. I know you were a big proponent of of calling out, um, mainly uh, Von Miller for getting far up the field, and we saw a lot of that. Um, but Damar Hanlon kind of and Matt Milano, uh, you know, he, there's not a day that goes by where Matt Milano isn't just like a pimple on on a leash out there um shoring up this defense but i was really impressed yeah i was really impressed with uh damar hamlin especially on that play where they called pass interference you couldn't play the ball much better i mean it was just perfect perfect break on the ball um he got over top of that receiver quick and yeah he had his hand on his on his hip but when you're tugging, that receiver turns, and he wasn't turning, so bad call, terrible ref. I'm not one to complain about refereeing, but that was just
1: terrible. That was horrible.
2: Yeah. I, I agree. The Hamlin, it was perfect defense, it's the way they tell you. as Like you said, hand on the hip, just to keep his spatial awareness there, know where he was, put the one hand up, knock the ball down. It, it you know, refereeing like that is is what turns people away from the game. That was perfectly, perfectly done, and and I'm sure when they got and watch the film, I think the the Bills coaches probably told them just the same.
0: Yeah, nine times out of ten, that's probably not getting called. Um, before we wrap it up quickly, uh, third and long. What what is what in the world is going on here? I mean. I don't understand. I mean, it's, it's gotta be more than, more than normal. Um, how many times this team is getting beat on third and 10 plus. And that's the kind of play that y- it just makes you want to pull your hair out.
2: Yeah. How are we better on, on fourth and a half a yard than we are on third and 23? <laughs> because Shaq I mean, Lawson's
0: out there. He lives for fourth. Down.
2: <laughs> and yeah, and those two guys. I mean, that's right. what they're that's what they're there for at this point. That's that's their zone. But yeah, I don't. I, this is where I I don't complain about Leslie Frazier. I don't, you know. I I think he runs a solid defense there, and they're just that. They're solid. They're usually top five in the league. They don't give up the big play. But, but lately, it just seems like we're giving up the big play at. I, I, and and I don't know if it's just that they're being a little bit too vanilla or teams are are figuring out their coverage or just the fact that, you know, not having Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and Trey White and having their abilities to discuss coverage and kind of be, you know, fluid with their coverages, at least between the safeties, is 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 hurting us a little bit. I'm sure it is. I mean it can't be good. But you know, the timely blitzes are are you know, you saw Matt Milano get home, but I just wish he would do a little bit more. And I don't know the answer and I can't give him the blueprint. He's well, a professional coach. I got and something. Somebody watching the game, I but... think,
0: I think you already said it. They get very vanilla when in those positions where the farther the sticks are apart and it's on third down or second down, Or I think they become very predictable. I think teams know they're going to get a cover two or a cover three Um, and a lot of the times it's that rub, that little space between the, the nickel and the linebacker, you know, if you're running a cover two, there's always that, that that's right below the safety and multiple times, um, you know, people are saying, well, why is the linebacker covering Amari Cooper? Well, he's not, they're just playing zone and, you know, they schemed it up properly and, and. Hats off to the Browns for game planning, but still, I mean, I think when you see when you see Matt Milano outside of the defensive end, either blitzing, faking a blitz, picking up the running back, having guys, three guys on one side of the of the center, have an uneven formation. I think when they do that, you're gonna you're forcing that that quarterback to question what he sees, and that's the difference between disrupting um you know a a a three-step drop five-step drop what what have you and getting the ball delivered on time so I think if they just kind of live and die by what they should be doing rather than being playing the percentages of saying hey you know even if we do play vanilla you know plan to give up seven or eight when they need 11 or 12 it just really hasn't been working so again I'm no coach but yeah I I do I do notice a difference and at least where they're lining up yeah. Uh, anything else you yeah, want to talk good. to before we move on? Oh, dog or dog. That's what we gotta do. Dog or dog. Dog versus dog. Why don't you start us off?
2: Well, there's only one. There was only one dog, and mm-hmm. that was Matt Milano. He has been the dog. He already called him a pitbull. That's what he he was. Gets out, knifing through the defense, beating guards on poles, getting sacks, getting fumbles. Johnny on the spot. He is fantastic. The guy creates negative plays week in, week out. He's played at an all pro level. He's the best player on defense right now. Um, I think, I don't even think of for me. And uh, yeah, the dog is Matt Milano.
1: Yeah, I mean, you
0: can't really argue with that. I'll go uh, DeMar Hamlin, though, if there's uh, a guy who's deputy dog if you want to say i think it would be a demar hamlin uh i think they play they play a very similar game where um instincts take over um you know neither of them are physical specimens so to speak uh but they're smart players and they play with intensity um so i definitely can't disagree with with matt milano he certainly uh It's just amazing. This guy hasn't even made the Pro Bowl. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Um, And he's been a great cover blitzing linebacker from day one. He's just gotten to become a more well-rounded linebacker as time goes on. But that's that's just the curse of playing on a Bills defense, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I don't know about you talking about physical specimen. I don't know if you've ever seen Matt Milano's role. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, yes, he's a gym rat, but he's... He doesn't
2: have the measurables. He doesn't have the right. measurables. I, I understand. Right. I'm just busting sh- busting balls, but yeah, and, and just to tag on, on what you said with DeMar Hamlin, another guy, you look at him, the body type, he's very slender. You know, he I mean, like I guess maybe he's not str- too far g- off of a... String bean. <laughs> yeah, not too far off of a Taron Johnson, who might be a little bit thicker, but you know, maybe 185 pounds. And, and those guys just have a nose for the football and they, they, they play with that reckless abandon. And, uh, you know, they, they, they make a difference for this football team, that's for sure, because of a couple guys on this team that, that don't play that way. So, you know, it, it, it makes up for it. And I, and I think that Matt Milano has just learned to trust his eyes more the longer he's been in the league. Just, well, and ball, the, what's amazing
0: is when the team needs a play. It's like they, they go to t- TV timeout and then right out of there, six-yard loss. I mean, we even saw it down in the goal line. He, he saves possession, or he saves drives where they're kicking three yeah. uh, instead of just marching
1: right down and scoring touchdowns. He's, he's so,
2: the, the linchpin for this defense right now.
1: I agree. So for every dog, there's a dog. Uh, you know, who, who are we dogging this week?
2: Dane Jackson. Yeah, good old Dane Jackson. You know, I don't want to dog him. I like the player. I think he has the ability. But the last couple really just seeing him running with the receiver right there. And I don't know, I know they're you know, they made a big thing of Justin Jefferson fainting with the hands and not putting him up to the last second so the cornerback the isn't able to read him. I think maybe I don't know if it was Amari Cooper that did that this week or, you know, it just, you know, these are top receivers that have, you know, top apples, and, and right now, Dane Jackson just doesn't have that. And he's just getting beat and he's getting beat when he's there. And that makes it almost, I don't know if it makes it worse, but man, it, it just, you just want to say, turn around, turn, shake the guy and say, turn around, get those hands up. But, um. Yeah, it's hurt us the last couple weeks, so I'm going to say Dane Jackson is the dog of the week.
0: I would have to agree with that one as well, but I'll go with his counterpart, Christian Benford. I think this was the first game where he looked like a rookie. He's kind of fallen over himself. Uh, If I am not mistaken, he was taken out of the game for stretches um, in favor of Xavier Rhodes, which was the first time we saw that dynamic. But we're used to seeing it with Kyir Elam, but I think this was the first uh, game where he really showed uh, his age, and he looked very green out there. He he looked a half a step to a full step too slow um, in reaction with his eyes and his body. And with a guy who's not the quickest, you have to you, you know you you can't get beat in a mental game. And um, like you said, going against Peoples Jones, he's a quality number two, um, but I just don't think. Uh, from, from the 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 quality game we saw from him last week, I think he definitely took a step back as far as production, so he will get my dog of the week. Um, all right, turning the page, moving ahead, injury report. This is very preliminary. Um, we can only give you for what we got as of Tuesday, but why don't you uh, run, run those down for us?
2: Yeah, we'll start with the Buffalo Bills and the guys that did not practice as of Tuesday. A.J. Epinesa ankle, Tremaine Edmonds groin, Mitch Morse with an ankle, and Greg Russo with um, Josh Allen was limited. And then guys that returned to full practice, Kyrie Elam, Damar Hallin, Cam Lewis Poyer, and David Quisenberry. So really, the ones that we're looking at, obviously Mitch Morse, he's a big one. He was seen in a walking boot after the game. So if he can't go, that'll be a big loss for the Bills. And then Greg Rousseau, Tremaine Edmonds, and Epinesa. So that's a race against the clock. I don't foresee any of those guys playing this game. But uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Right, so, I
0: think um, Morse is really the biggest
1: cause for concern. Because uh, I don't believe he finished the game last week. No. Um. All right. Moving
2: on to the Lions. Big news today. Uh, Jonah Jackson. He was out with an illness, and they changed that to concussion. So he will be out Thursday. He's a starting guard, as well as Jeff Okunda, the cornerback. He had a concussion sustained in the game. He is also out this week. Um, other guys that did not practice: Evan Browns, another interior offensive lineman with an ankle. A lot of ankle injuries. These guys, I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, defensive lineman Charles Harris with a groin. And defensive lineman Josh Pascoe with a knee. DJ Chark, Frank Ragnow, and Josh Reynolds were all limited. And looked good. Chark to- came back last week, played about 11 snaps. So, um, I listened to that press conference. It looks like he's he's good to go for a for a wider quote uh, uh, this week. Frag Ragnall, he'll be okay. He just gets his, his uh, reps excuse me, limited. He's been battling a foot ankle injury all, week, all year round. And then Josh Reynolds, he'll be back after being out. And then DeAndre Swift and Malcolm Rodriguez, those guys were full and are ready to go. So really, the big news, Jeff Okunda and Jonah Williams. Jonah Jackson, excuse me.
0: Jonah Jackson. All right, this Detroit Lions is a uh, a polarizing team. Um, They are a top ten defense in most, or excuse me, top ten offense in most categories. Um, Eighth in points, four, sixth in yards. Um, They score a ton of points, Um, so this isn't your your Detroit Lions of old. Um, This is a team where if you fail to score points, they can easily keep themselves in the game, and at that point, really. Um you you you're it, with the Bills specifically, think of it like uh Minnesota. You know, you're leaving that team in there that is capable of scoring and that's clearly not what the Bills wanna um be messing with at this juncture in their offensive sluggishness. Um their defense, however, is thirty second in points for, thirty seconds in yards uh yards against. They're not I mean, if you thought the Cleveland Browns defense was bad, this is a, a step lower. Um they do have guys like Aiden Hutchinson who's a young um you know rookie all a lot of people say defensive rookie of the year um and then they have Aline McNeil who's a very I think that's one of their best players he's a he's a good defensive tackle um but then a bunch of just weak secondary players you you mention Cunha being out um they have a bunch of replacement you know level and backup level corners um and then same with their, with their linebackers, not very good there as well. Um, how, do you, how do you expect the Bills to form a game plan? Now, we talked a lot about success about running the ball, but does, does, your, does your game plan change any, any bit um, going up against a wounded secondary, which isn't already good to begin with?
2: I mean, yeah, I think every every week is game plan specific for which team you're playing. You know, last week we spoke about the, the, the defensive tackle position for the Browns, so now this week we're going against, you know, a week in secondary with guys, their best cornerback is out, um, you know, a bunch of replacement type players, so I don't think you go away from the run, you know. I, I think you have to make that part of your arsenal and forward and make them respect that, but I think that you have to attack the weakest part of the defense. Now on this team, the secondary seems to be that. So, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be multifaceted. Again, I, I see the, a big game for Dawson Knox. I think you keep rolling with that. that. Um, there's not much talent at the linebacker position. Those guys don't run too well. So, you know, if I'm if I'm the Bills, I get back to being more multiple. And, again, I, I really wish we would start seeing a little bit more of a uh, naeem hines i think speed can really hurt this team
0: i think you're right and all i'm looking for differently like like you mentioned obviously you attack the secondary but i think we should open up with a more balanced approach last week although it's a small sample size because of how many three and outs we started with uh, i believe the first series was three passes um i mean one of those uh I think Allen had to eat it. Um, But other than that, I think, obviously, if you're not getting your offense first downs, it's hard to judge what the game plan was going to be. But it it seemed like there was a lot of short passes, screens, and it just wasn't materializing. Uh, I'd like to see us hand the ball off early and then kind of let let that dictate uh, the passing game. Uh, But I agree with you. Uh, Every game is different, but um, I just think the biggest question for me is just going to who is going to be in Mich- Is Mitch Morris going to be there? And if not, are we going to see musical chairs? Greg uh, Mance, I believe, was just picked off, uh, off of our practice squad and he was uh, a backup center for us. So it's going to be interesting to see. Do you, do you, do you believe they're going to slide Ryan Bates over and then
1: fill the guard spot with like a Bobby Hart?
2: Well, I'd be more, I think, man, Van Roten slides into the center position and you keep the guard position as is. I'm not a big fan of, of, you know, changing multiple positions on the line. Even if Ryan Bates is the better center out of the two, you know, the right tackle, is used to playing next to somebody as is the center and, you know, everybody on the line. So I, I think if you can change out one for one, it helps the unit as a whole, um, so, if I'm the bills, Van Roten, it would be who I would choose to put at center
0: yeah i I do think uh, we saw a lot of the the inverse um last year, and I think the protection and the run schemes really were' affected by it. so if we can just replace one one for one, it does make a lot of sense. Um, before we spin the ball around uh what do you what do you what is? What are some of your keys to uh offensive success to get the W on Thursday?
2: Well, the the one thing I really well, I shouldn't say the one thing. I didn't like a lot of the things that happened in that game, especially early. But the thing that really jumped out to me was we had a script going into the, that to that game. It really didn't work the first drive, it didn't really work the second drive. And it feels like you know, I don't want to you know, gang up on Dorsey, but it feels like sometimes maybe if this doesn't go right, he has a hard time pivoting away from it. Um, so what I'd like to see is, is really a game plan. I know it's on three days. You know, so it's a short week. When that happens, go to what you're good at. You know, I want this Bills team to get back at what they've been doing all year that made them, you know, arguably the best offense in, in football. But to do that, you know, some of these guys need to shape up. Josh Allen, we need a game from him. Where he's not, as you said, gun shy He's definitely gun shy The coaching staff definitely got in his head after those red zone interfaces and, 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 and he's not he's not trusting what he's seeing with his eyes. So this week I'd like to see him, you know, let the ball go. Gabe Davis, you gotta catch the football. You know, get back into catching the football. You're a wider that's what you do. Um as much as is really, you know, not a favorite player of mine. I'd like to see some motion from him. And I really, after what we saw Naeem Hines do in the kicking game, I want him on this offense. That speed, that, the, the, you know, the field awareness, the vision, it's all there. The guy's a weapon. Get him on offense, please.
0: Yeah, last week, one carry, uh, one tackle by Earhole <laughs> for negative eight yards. Uh, yeah, I would like Whether to see more. Call. Right. Um, for me, the key is always going to be going forward. I don't think I'll ever change it. Just don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. We've, even the games we've lost outside of maybe Miami, even though we did turn the ball over in our, uh, in, a, in our territory, you know, you win those games without those. And I think it's as simple as that. Uh, even on a subpar day, this offense is good enough to beat three quarters of the league as long as they're not losing the turnover battle. Um, you know, and again, you don't got we don't need to be in plus territory, but break even. Um the t- the the percentages are going down. We were at 19 of of drives that ended in a turnover. We're at 17 now, so let's continue that trend um for the Bills uh in this offense. You know, you can't I mean Turning the ball over at any point is bad, but when you have points and then you give the other team not only the ball but potential points, it's just it's heartbreaking. So, uh, that is my success uh, for the offense, or my key to success for the offense. Moving on to uh, the Bills' si- uh, defensive side of the ball, it'll be a task for sure. Like we said earlier, this is not no pushover, this is a good offense that has a ton of weapons even though they lost their first round tight end uh TJ Hawkinson they still have guys like Amon St. Brown they got DJ Shark who you mentioned uh is returning to form after injury uh Devonte Swift who's a very good uh running back who's always injured and then you got ancillary guys like uh Reynolds who's you know solid number 2 guy, um, who certainly can make some hay with subpar cornerback play. Um, What do you do? Do you see the bills being able to manage this offense or is it going to be a shootout style game where this team just needs to score points?
2: I think you'll see a lot of what you kind of saw with Cleveland. Um, This team's going to score some points. I, I see the bills shutting this team down. There's too many good guys. And shout out to you for using the word ancillary three weeks in a row. (laughs) That's a a great word. (laughs) Get stuck Um, in the craw. But yeah, no, I mean, but you're right. Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark, Amon Ross, same Brown, quality good Running backs, you know, like you said, they got rid of, they didn't lose their number one tight end, but they traded them to a division rival. Get that, you know. There's gotta be something more to that for me. I, that just doesn't seem right. Um, Brock Wright's a decent tight end, so I think it seems to be. And I, I saw part of the Giant game. I tried to fill myself in a little bit this afternoon. Um, hey, you already not to veer off course, but you mentioned the turnover battle. They won that three nothing, and that was a big, a big difference in that game. So always a big difference. But yeah, you know, and and Jared Goff, he he, you know, he he picks the right the right guy. If he's open, he's gonna go there throw all over the field you know i don't know how many different receivers they throw to how many different guys had a reception last week but you know it they're good yards it's just we have to find a way to limit them and i think the game plan is probably going to be pretty similar to what we saw in cleveland you know hopefully the cornerbacks can play a little bit tighter i guess you would say or or you know can limit some of these receivers but i don't see us limiting you know, the offense to under 20 points, I'd say.
0: It's tough because the only weakness that I really see with this, uh, well, there's two things. Um, you know, a physical weakness, um, when we're talking personnel, it's going to be up the middle. Um, you mentioned all those guards who are hurt, and we don't know who's playing. One's concussed, one isn't. They're getting their center back who has been injured. Um, but they're subpar interior offensive line to begin with outside of the center. Um, so, you know, I really do believe that the bills, um, you know, the, the, the interior defensive line, um, whether it's linebackers blitzing as well, I think they're going to be the key because they have bookend uh, tackles. Uh, you got Penny Sewell, who's a great player, uh high traffic and Decker at the left tackle, Those guys are formidable and Cleveland had two good, not great uh, tackles and our defensive ends were struggling. So, you know, if we're not able to get pressure on this team, it's going to allow for them to be successful because like you mentioned, um, the quarterback can hit anybody, anybody, any route tree. He's good at reading defense. He's a veteran. Um, but if you get a little pressure on him, that's when things start to fall apart. Um, I mean most quarterbacks that's obviously the key but I it's it's more noticeable in this case so can we get pressure remains to be seen you know if you talk to me in the first three four weeks of the season I chalk it up as a as as a as a hell yeah but these last couple weeks we haven't really seen it and we've seen quarterbacks who are not necessarily uh Lamar Jackson's of the world scamper for some first downs and uh you know, we're 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 in the same territory of of athletic athleticism with these two quarterbacks. So I think the Bills are going to have to rely on a bend but don't break and timely timely turnovers, timely stops um, to get the ball
2: back. Yeah, you're right. They're they're down their top four goals. So you know, pressure up the middle. You know, we we gave a lot of kudos to DeMar Hamlin and to Matt Milano. Ed Oliver's been playing very, very good. Um, I don't know where he ranks as far as pressures up the middle from a detachment, but he's got to be up there. The last two weeks, he's been very, very good. Um, so this is going to be a big game for him, as well as Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones, whoever's in there to tackle. But, uh, yeah, if a weakness, you you hit it. You're spot on. It hit that offensive guard position. There, The guy that's going to be playing this week, Dan Skipper, Guess what the PFF grade on him was for for passing. Passing grade uh, on
0: him. 20 something. 0.0.
2: 0.0. <laughs> 0. 0. It, it was something like 100 120 dropbacks, 20, 25 pressures, two sacks, you know, holding penalties, him and then the other guy, there was another guy on his on his team, another guard that had the same grade, 0.0. So if there's a, a place to go after, you know, and maybe send some guys. These guys are, are pretty inexperienced. I know with Skipper, I believe he's had four career starts. A couple of them were beginning of this year. So, you know, if we're timing t- uh, talking timely blitzes, that that might be the gap to go to.
0: I agree. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely an area of the field that the Bills need to attack, and uh, especially. With their tackles being good, I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, will we see more pressure or are they going to b- try to bail out their secondary? It'll be interesting to see. Um, but before we move on to three questions, uh, just give me some keys to the defensive success.
2: Well, just to continue on with what we're saying, I feel like Jared Goff is probably going to counter with the fame and Swift, especially. If we're coming up the middle and out, so tackling on defense, especially at the cornerback position, you know, don't let these guys get extra yards. It happened again. It's going to happen in games, but get these guys down. Don't let that yak happen. Um, and for the cornerbacks, for Christ's sake, get your head get your head around and play the ball. I'll be okay with a couple pass interference calls if we're at least
1: getting our hands in there, So please. This week.
0: You heard it here first. For me, I'm just going to kind of set myself up with, yes, we need to be better up the middle. uh, But we do know that if we're bringing pressure, um, this team is going to run screens. And the Bills have not been able to capitalize on shutting down screen passes. I mean, the first... I know the first one wasn't a screen, but it was a dump down. First play last week was a dump down for 16 yards. Um, they need to be better, and tackling is is included there. But there's, there's a lot of times where you see everyone selling out to get that quarterback, and uh, they're able just to effort, effortlessly dump it off on a screen pass and uh, pick up the first down. So be better on those screens. Be aggressive, but don't overcommit. Um, moving on to our next segment, we're going to go with our three questions. He asks each traveler five questions, three questions, three questions. He who answers the five questions, three questions, three questions may cross in safety. What if you get a question wrong? Then you are cast into the gorge of eternal peril. Oh, what Who's going to answer the questions? All right, Cody, question number one. Will Hamlin replace Poyer in 2023? Not can he, not do you want him to. What is the realistic, um, you know, chances that Poyer is happy with a deal the Bills can give him?
1: Uh, it's, a t- it's a tough question. I,
2: I think that Poyer has definitely shown his worth, you know, but. The age, the health factor, the game's missed, but you know, when he's in there, you really do see
1: the difference that he he brings to this defense. I
2: my heart says I feel like Brandon Bean finds a way to bring Poyer back in twenty twenty three. So I'm going to say no.
1: It's it's a tough
0: one because I love Jordan Boyer. Um, I mean, I know what everyone does, but I th- I would I I do not like paying players over thirty. I don't. I just don't. Maybe it's a, too much Madden, you know, because that's when they start to go down downhill with their ratings and their performances. But I don't. I don't like paying or giving large contracts to guys over thirty. But I think if we had the money, I would be totally fine with paying him what he's worth. But what he's worth, we don't have, and I don't think the Bills value, you know, when when they're when when they're putting money to positions, when they're they're figuring that out. I just don't think top tier safety money um, is in the cards for how this team's going to be built. And I think Jordan Poor deserves it um, just as much as really anybody. Uh, awaiting contract on this team, including Tremaine Edmonds, and I think he's right there as well. But I just think of having a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, and I don't know, you know, we we went through this conversation with who we're going to sign. Was it Milano or or Diggs, or is it Milano or Allen? And you know, we end up signing them all. And um, I just believe that unfortunately this time Brandon Bean isn't going to be able to offer enough and. You want to call it selfish? Fine. But Jordan Poyer should go and make his money while he still can because this will be his last opportunity. So I'm hopeful. Um, but at, it, the silver lining is I think DeMar Hamlin fills in for a Jordan Poyer better than he fills in for a Micah Hyde.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. I, if we do lose him, I, I am confident that Hamlin can get the job done. Agreed.
0: All right. Just question question number yeah. two: Over under twenty two carries per game for the running backs going forward. So what did we get? Hold on. Wait. Last week we got was it twenty? We got twenty nine running or 30, 30 running back carries. Um, is twenty two asking for too much? Uh, what do you?
1: What say you? Well, If
2: you told me we had thirty last
1: week. I would have told you. Lying. Oh, that seems very high. Uh, Eleven, eighteen, I still don't and really, one. Really believe it. <laughs> oh, Uh over, over two. You know, it's over. I mean, I like over twenty. That's why. We Do I 22. want over
2: twenty-two? I mean, yeah, I, I, I like around. I like that number, but I just feel like the Dorsey does not. Let's let you know. Let's just say, over, say over.
0: Yeah, I think um, there'll be a handful of games that dictate this number being higher, closer to thirty, and then I think there'll be a couple where you know we're playing in better weather, and there'll be under. I I think, I think, this getting closer to the playoffs it's getting colder i think that helps so i i agree i think they're going to make a more concerted effort i don't know if we've heard i haven't watched tons of mcdermott's press conference but this is right around the year where he talks about how running the football is important and all that good stuff so i think we're right on schedule
1: to have an uptick and i think we're in a better spot this year than we were last year yeah
2: yeah, I mean McDermott, I you know he is he is talking about that, so you hit that on the head. But you know you saw the same thing last year. At this point, is hard running the football. Singletary got into a groove, and we carried that into the postseason. So, you know, as much as I've been hating on not running the football and, and wanting them to run the football, you know I hope this is a stepping stone, and, and then we continue going forward with the, with this week in a week out. So, you know we'll say over you know, at least get that over 20, you know, 20, 25, and, uh, you know, make teams really respect. So, yeah.
1: All right. Question three, why the dip in
0: pressure production? Um, Regarding the defensive line, the sacks haven't been there, and I think overall the pressure, at times it's there, but I don't think we're getting a... An all-encompassing effort, the way we did
1: in the first couple weeks. Yeah,
2: I mean, as I touched on before, Ed Oliver is getting—I think two weeks ago he had 11 pressures from the D tackle position. We're not not getting home, and and I think not having Greg Rousseau on on the field is a big reason for that. You know, you saw, you know, along with Edmonds, these guys make a difference on the field, and when you don't, when Von Miller doesn't have his his running mate, you know, A. J. Epinesa, he played well, but he doesn't bring the, the pass rush that Rousseau does. He doesn't, you know, so I think that's a big reason. And then again, this week, I'm I don't want to give him a pass because of the week they had. But uh you know, it's tough when you don't practice and you're and you're uh you're shipped out late late on the weekend, you're you're in a snowstorm. So, you know, I think they a little bit of ass for for being maybe a little bit sluggish
1: i agree i i do you know at this point
0: well not this point but all you're looking for is a victory i think and uh you know unfortunately we got this short week short turnaround again but so, so do so does detroit you know, we can't forget that as well um all right
1: score prediction time what do you got for us Bills thirty-eight. Damn it. Lions... What? I got you. We got in the same one. Well what'd you say? Yeah, thirty-eight let's see. what? Twenty-one. Okay. Thirty-eight twenty-seven Bills. <laughs> Close
2: enough. Okay.
0: Uh yeah, I don't I mean it's a game where if this team has a first half the way they did last week, they not I don't think they win this game. Um that being said. I expect uh, the Thanksgiving Buffalo Bills to come out and show why uh, the NFL continues to pick them in three out of four years. Um, This one, it's an interesting one. I'll get the game over with, and then I'll go have dinner. But uh, let's hope the game doesn't go to overtime.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I want it to not ruin my Thanksgiving too early. So please, Bills, just give us a nice, you know, offensive show. and. you know, let's, let's enjoy the holiday. So for everybody, happy Thanksgiving to your families and, and to you as well. Um, so yeah, go
0: happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, I guess we'll see you same time next week because we have another Thursday, uh, matchup Thursday night matchup. What uh, we'll let, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, but other than that, happy Thanksgiving and go Bills.
1: You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What?
0: You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay. 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 You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh. You got me feeling like I'm, Who?
1: Josh. Yeah. I'm Josh Allen.